Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, section 12, chapter 143. That same year, on the 20th of December, a lay brother of our congregation called Giovanni Battista Guerra from Modena was decorating our church with long hangings when he fell down from a very high place. He fell so far and struck the ground so heavily that his skull was seriously fractured. In falling, his head hit the marble and the shock would surely have been fatal. When they found him, he could say nothing and heard nothing of their cries. They took him up for dead and carried him into the nearest rooms, expecting him to die. He lay there some hours, unconscious, and several of the fathers were saying the prayers for a holy death to assist his passing, as they supposed. Meanwhile, they sent word of Giovanni Battista's fall to Philip. He sent everyone away and told them to pray earnestly to God for him, as if to say, he was unwilling for him to die. They also summoned the doctors who found the patient virtually dead with a fractured skull and observed blood seeping from his wound. They pronounced that the situation was very critical and that the injuries were probably fatal. Angelo Vittorio, the father's doctor, agrees with this diagnosis. In fact, all the doctors were in complete agreement that the situation was critical, but there was considerable disagreement among them on how to proceed. One of them, called Giovanni, was of the opinion that the wound should be scraped with a scalpel and opened up to uncover the bone and discover the nature of the fracture. Others, on the contrary, including Giuseppe Zerla, a very famous practitioner, thought that this should by no means be attempted. They had already got the instruments ready to section and trepan him, but since the most experienced doctors disagreed on the procedure to follow in treating his injuries, they did not treat the patient at all, apart from simply anointing him with turpentine and giving him oil of almonds to drink. While they were doing this, Angela Vittorio came to Philip and told him the injuries were certainly fatal. He smiled and said, I would rather him not die until he has finished decorating the church. But then speaking seriously, he added, I will ask the Lord for his recovery, for I know he will undoubtedly recover from his injuries. So it happened. Giovanni Battista made a remarkable recovery, and no infection set in after his injuries, although the doctors had expected it. Moreover, he felt no pain, even though no treatment had been given him except what I have described. Though there were still some doctors who said that surgery was necessary, the patient did recover his former health, contrary. To what everyone expected. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. St. Philip Neri, Apostle of Rome, child of Mary, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Once again tonight, we have evidence of St. Philip's temperament, that he was basically sanguine. That was his dominant temperament. Why do I say that? Because here at a critical moment, Philip makes a joke. Man has fallen from a great height, a lay brother. He's lying there. His skull is fractured. He's bleeding. Everyone thinks he's, going, he's about to die. And Philip makes a joke. Now that is very typical of a sanguine person. They're able with their lightheartedness at very difficult times to lighten the mood. And, of course, there was something truthful about what Philip was saying. Philip really did want the lay brother to finish decorating the church. Why was he decorating? Well, it was December the 20th. He was decorating the church, most likely, for getting it ready for Christmas. So he's decorating the church for Christmas, and he has the great fall. Now, we've heard a lot about priests in the Oratorian congregation. But tonight we hear about a lay brother. A lay brother is someone who's part of the brotherhood. He lives a life of deep prayer. He lives a life of assisting the fathers in the administration of the sacraments and assisting them in the daily proclamation of the word of God. But also the lay brothers themselves take part in the frequentation of the sacraments by receiving confession frequently and by going to communion every day, and by serving the Mass, by helping the Mass be beautiful. So they take their part in that. And then in the proclamation of the Word of God, well, no priest could be preaching if he didn't have food and water and lights and clothes to wear. And the lay brothers did so much to support the fabric of the life, the material needs of the congregation. Lay brothers cooked. Lay brothers made the church beautiful, like this lay brother was in charge of the interior decoration of the church. But lay brothers also support the daily distribution of the word of God by their own example, by the conversations they have in day-to-day -day life with people. And so St. Philip shows us tonight by praying for this young man, this young lay brother, who wasn't studying to be a priest. A lay brother is someone who will always stay in the lay state, not a clerical state. St. Philip shows that the lay brothers are, are a vital part of the Oratorian family. And who is the spiritual mother of the Oratorian family? Well, on this solemnity of the Immaculate Conception, we know that Mary is. She is the mother of us all. And we turn to her tonight, and we ask her to raise up more vocations for the Oratorians. We pray that we might always maintain St. Philip's cheerfulness, that his sense of humor combined with his seriousness might always reign in the hearts of his sons. 
whether lay brothers or priests. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.